back with another episode of Tea with Tammy. I myself am Tammy. Make sure you visit teawithtammy.com to get new content Monday through Friday, Monday's playlist, Tuesday project suggestion, Wednesday artist suggestion, Thursdays, of course, we have a podcast and a throwback article. And of course, on Fridays, we have feature Fridays where I interview an artist and showcase it to the world. So we have lots of content for everyone. And again, that's at teawithtammy.com. And now let's start the show. Bricks got that heat, boy. We have a lot to talk about. Not going to promise that we're going to get to every topic because so much has happened in the past week. Um, and so prepare to skim through some topics, but let's get started. So the first thing we got to talk about is Nicki Minaj's return. She popped back on the scene, released and dropped two new singles. They are Barbie Tings and Chun Li. Everyone, well, I wouldn't say everyone, but for the most part, the consensus is Chun Li is the better of the two songs. And it's apparent that Nikki has made better music in the past, but I think they're two solid tracks. Not her best music, but I think it's a nice little taste of what's to come. So. I mean, I'm still, I'm rocking with Nicki. I know there's a lot of people who have joined the hate train of Nicki Minaj. And Nicki Minaj, you know, addresses that in the song Chun-Li and in her Zane Lowe interview that she did on Beats 1. And she also brought up in that interview, which had, of course, the internet buzzing and talking about the drama that she had with Quavo and Cardi B. And so it's revolving around the song and the making of Motorsport, how originally Quavo had brought the song to Nikki, wanting Nikki to be on it. Quavo went back to Nikki, said, hey, I'm gonna get the rest of the Migos on it. Nikki said, yes. Quavo went back to Nikki and said, hey, we're gonna add Cardi to the song. Nikki said, yes. And of course, the internet, you know, spun their own story and tried to create beef between Nikki and Cardi. And Nikki Minaj reached out to Quavo to say, hey, can we clear the air on the internet to let people know that there's no bad blood between Cardi and I, essentially. And Quavo, you know, he refused to do that. He said that he would only do that if Nikki was his girl, which had a lot of people laughing and or shaking their head because, you know, essentially you want the person to do just the right thing and not have any type of strings attached or any type of stipulations to having their back. And you know, Quavo, he showed a little true colors in, in saying that, you know what, hey, I'm not going to just ride or die for you. You got to be my girl. And I understand the logic in that because you don't want to be just out here in the street, you know, batting for someone who's, you know, hasn't batted for you in anything. But Nicki Minaj has only showed but love to the Migos from what I've seen. And so I, I don't see what the issue would have been if Quavo would have cleared the air. There might have been a better climate of female rap right now. But hey, I mean, um, 
at the end of the day, we all enjoy some beef. And so I'm very curious to see what this Nicki Minaj album is going to sound like. Because now that Cardi's dropped and Nicki is soon to drop shortly after, of course, when award seasons come around, they're both going to be nominated. And Cardi B has had a, a nice running start for best female rap album for you know many award shows and so I'm very curious on how that's going to go because Nicki Minaj might be breaking her streaks and so uh, it's, it's kind of sad but I mean hey you know there's always there's always a new person ready to take your spot so Nicki you got to prove yourself on this album and I'm very curious to see what happens but I do have to mention that in the Nicki Minaj interview that she did um, with Zane Lowe on Beats One, she did mention how she expected Cardi B to be a bit more humble and appreciative of being on the same song as Nicki Minaj because Nicki Minaj has been in the game for a while now and she's considered a veteran of, of rap. And, you know, she's a very pu- public figure at this point, very popular, very, very established in hip hop for, you know, female rap. And, a lot of people, you know, uh, took that as, you know, cockiness or, you know, being self-centered to your own success. And, you know, I see both sides to it. I understand where Nikki was coming from, but this is where I have to add in something because this is the same situation and it's crazy that history is repeating itself because this is the exact situation that little Kim was in. Little Kim got on a song with Nikki whatever happens to that song it didn't release or it didn't pop or or whatever what have you I don't remember the exact story but little Kim felt a little hurt towards Nikki because Nikki wasn't showing you know love how little Kim expected it or wanted it I'm not too sure and and here Nikki is wanting love in a certain way or has an expectation of you know paying homage and she's not getting it from cardi and it's just it's funny how history repeats itself and at the end of the day maybe we shouldn't harp so much on homage and we should just focus on what we're doing individually and stop looking to the next person to validate what we're doing but I I understand where Nikki is coming from. I just think she executed those words and saying how Cardi need to be humble in a very poor way, in a poor manner. She did come off very self-centered, very conceited in saying how Cardi should have been more appreciative. But I get it. I I understand what she was trying to say. It was just poorly said. But the irony in it all is that little Kim wanted the same thing from you, Nikki. So can't be too mad right but let's just move on that's enough Nikki talk for today let's move on to an ex young money star and not much to say it's just kind of like a question does does Tyga sing and dance now because I was just randomly you know just going with the motions on YouTube letting YouTube just play the next suggested music video and Tyga you know he naturally came up and I watched the music video for hard to look slash train for this and in that song and video he is singing and he is trying to like glide on his feet and pop lock and it was just very weird to witness because I never took Tyga as that type of person but as I review his music and look at his catalog, Tyga's done everything. 
Tyga's been all over the place. He's been schizophrenic on the on the beat. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's just weird. But I mean, I guess it kind of fits him because it seems as though Tyga tries anything. But I will say the singing and dancing Tyga, I am not with it, not feeling it. Go back to rap. I'm sorry, Tyga. This is not a good look. If you've seen the video, tell me what you think. Again, it's called hard to look slash train for this. I don't know. It may just be me, but Tyga, it's time to go back to the drawing board because that was not it. I don't know if Kylie leaving you is the issue no i'm not i'm not gonna do that because tiger tiger he said he wanted out of the relationship as well but i don't know maybe it's that new baby that's got him all over the place <laughs> but let's move on um oh let's double back actually for a little bit cardi cardi's first week sales she did well um selling over two hundred and fifty thousand in album sales um, a portion of that is pure sales, but in total, 250. Um, debuted at number one on Billboard. These are all great things. I know, um, some of these facts come off as just fake stats because no one really cares if you're number one or you're on the Billboard for, for so long. But I think these are a great accomplishment. She's had a great year to two years now at this point. You know, number one single, got engaged, has a you know, is pregnant, has an album now. She did SNL. She did Coachella. She's about to do Jambalaya. She has a tour coming up. She's going to have a baby. Like, it's just a lot happening in a short amount of time. And all I can do is just congratulate her at this point. I've always liked Cardi B. I know Cardi B has tons of haters due to where she comes from or what she used to do or her background or what have you. But I like Cardi. She's very charismatic. And even if I didn't like the music, I would still like her because I was rocking with her before I even knew she made music. So, yeah, I'm always going to be a Cardi fan. Speaking of always being a fan, let's talk about my husband, Drake. Drake recently announced that he has an album dropping this summer. Um, I guess he'll be running Summer 18, <laughs> just like he did Summer 16. And this album is called Scorpion. I'm very curious on what's to come on the album, because like I mentioned before, when I first heard Nice For What, I wasn't really sure what was going on, what direction Drake was going. But of course, at the end of the day, Drake is Bay, and I'm always going to listen. And so all I can do is just wait patiently. We'll see what's to come or what's more to lead up to the album. But I know that there's lots of pressure for Drake to come with it. But I know Drake is a very smart and calculated rapper. And I just know that he's going to play this album to where he is going to win regardless. You know, they always try to pit Drake and like Kendrick against each other or Drake and Cole or, or Drake and Big Sean or any other, you know, popular rapper at the moment. But Drake is very smart because when it's his turn to drop, when his peers have dropped around him, he does something so completely different and, and, in its own lane that he still wins at the end of the day. And so that's what I appreciate about Drake's, um, mindset and creativity because he always finds a way to win. I love it. Like winning is everything. And no matter how you talk about Drake, he's winning. And 
same thing with Kendrick though in a different way no matter how you talk about Kendrick he's also winning and so they're both very smart when it comes to whatever moves that they're making when it leads up to dropping something so shout out to Drake keep your ears and eyes to the streets of Scorpion dropping soon another album that's dropping soon is J. Cole K.O.D. Kids on Drugs um, he recently dropped the album art for the album. Looks very trippy, um, very psychedelic, you know, very druggy <laughs> related. You know, there's kids um, doing drugs on, on the cover. And on the cover, it says, you know, in no way is this album glorifying addiction, which I'm glad he added in that little note on the cover art. Um, very, very curious once again on what direction Cole is going in, just because this cover art is very different from any other cover art he's had. It looks like, you know, it's like a drawing or like, you know, a cartoon or character of, of children. And so this is different, it has lots of colors on the album, which is also different for Cole. And so we'll see if all these differences in other aspects will translate to the sound of his music, because that's what I'm wanting from Cole right now. I've been getting a lot of spoken word, a very slow, monotone, um, I wouldn't say playing it safe, but just very neutral music. I don't know. He's plateaued a bit. That's just me. And I, I need to see Cole take it to the next level. And I think this album is going to do that just by looking at the cover art. Hopefully I'm not wrong. Hopefully J. Cole delivers because he recently dropped some lyrics for the playoffs and whew, it was, it was a sleeper because it just wasn't exciting. It, it wasn't, it, it wasn't anything to be honest. It was just very dull and, and regular. It was very average. Like it just wasn't exciting because when you hear, or, or I'm sorry, when you see a playoffs commercial or a trailer, you're thinking like, big music in the background that gets you hype to see a game you know to stand in the stands with your popcorn and shout at the players that you love or the players that you hate and I didn't get any of that from the J. Cole verse that he dropped for the playoffs but like I said keep eyes and ears ready for the album because this might be the album to take Cole to a whole nother level even though he's a great already um he still has lots of room to grow. Keeping the theme of things dropping soon, Rihanna, she dropped a, a cryptic picture on Twitter saying, um, you know, didn't they tell you or something like that or you ain't know or something, something to that effect to where something's coming. And, you know, it looks like a picture of a vagina and some boobs or something or some or an ass or something like that. But it could be anything because it's very... I don't want to say um, distorted. It's like very far away and it's like a screen within a screen. It's just very abstract. That's the word I'm looking for. Abstract. And so this could be anything. Um, my assumption is that it's music because we've been hearing a lot of other things from Rihanna lately. You know, Fenty Beauty, Lingerie Line. Um, and so I'm just like, Rihanna girl, you went from dropping an album every year to like this crazy hiatus for music. And so I think it's time. I think it's time for her to return to the scene. We got a little taste, um, you know, a while ago back with DJ Khaled and Bryson Tiller, but it's time for her to drop her own music. So we're ready, Rihanna. We're ready, Riri. We're ready for you. 
transitioning to another queen in the music industry let's talk about Beyonce and how she owned and killed Coachella and how people have just renamed the whole event to Baychella <laughs> they just gave up on the whole Coachella thing um, once Beyonce performed because it was very apparent that she owned the stage she did great dance routines great skits great singing great outfit changes her hair is on point outfits on points presence on point per usual this is nothing new when it comes to a Beyonce performance I unfortunately have never seen her live but I'm very fortunate to have friends who have and who snapchat or instagram the event <laughs> and so it's like I'm there <laughs> but Beyonce did own the show and she has a great dance break to everybody mad that's probably mine and a lot of others favorite part just because I love it when you know Beyonce shows that little hood ratchet side it's it's it warms my heart it reminds me that you know she's from up the street you know she's from Houston Texas she's from down south she's a regular schmegler girl you know from from the block eating what did she say in that one song and bow down eating uh beignets in the parking lot (laughs) you know so she's about that life and I'm glad she reminds us occasionally because it gives hope to people who are still in those areas who are trying to be stars themselves and of course it just puts our our state or you know Houston Texas on the map we we have a queen of the south and people need to remember that she's from Texas okay a lot of people try to claim her but uh Texas owns Beyonce okay (laughs) also that happened at the Coachella stage um was Vince Staples he did a very interesting interview didn't see the full piece and so please excuse my ignorance if I don't know the full background as to how this came about but Vince Staples was you know doing an interview or a Q&A or, or something to that effect on stage of Coachella with um Nadeska from Everyday Struggle and they were talking about R. Kelly not too sure how the conversation led to R. Kelly why R. Kelly was brought up but once R. Kelly was brought up Vince Staples went in and when I say went in oh he roasted R. Kelly he he reminded us of what R. Kelly has done to to young girls and what is continuously going on to young girls in Atlanta, Georgia right now with R. Kelly. And, you know, he reminded people that he's peed on a young girl, that he's accused for sex trafficking, how he's held people captive, and how he's just an all-around lame nigga and how he needs to be canceled. Nadeska tried to reel him in during the interview and try to calm him down as for going in and roasting R. Kelly, but he reminded her that, hey, if we were really loving R. Kelly, he would have been booked for Coachella. And so there's a reason why he's not booked (laughs) and so it's about time someone with a platform has said these type of things about R. Kelly because it's sad that so many people turn a cheek to what he's done just because of the music that he's made in the past I I understand the legendary status of R. Kelly's music but once the artist does something that is seen to be so disgusting, so unexplainable, so appalling, so 
I can't, I can't even think of the word right now. You just got to throw it all out. You just, I can't. I've said this many times before. We canceled him in season two of Tea with Tammy. But just to remind you all, I, I can't even watch or listen to things that have R. Kelly in the background. That's how bad it is. Just because I think of the story of this woman who, you know, was held captive and couldn't eat, couldn't call her family, couldn't escape for, for months and years. I, I, I read up on it. I did my research and, you know, and I just, I just can't. And one of the main examples I always give, because it's a movie that I love, is Players Club. Because when fucking Lisa K, Lisa K, when Lisa Ray comes out and does her little special dance, and Jamie Foxx is about to drop the, you know, the great track, he drops R. Kelly. Seems like she's ready. And it's just so disgusting to hear at this point, because, oh, it's clear that he's talking to a young girl. Because, I mean seems like you're ready like what the hell (laughs) like you would only say that to someone who may not be ready and who is not ready children and so it's just disgusting it's just sad and so shout out to vid staples for saying what was needing to be said about a person who needs to be canceled and i'll leave it at that last topic that i do want to talk about is starbucks yes starbucks and apparently the only thing Starbucks likes black is their coffee. <laughs> because if you haven't heard yet, an incident happened in a Starbucks in Philadelphia where two black men were sitting in a Starbucks waiting for a friend and the cops were called on them because they had not ordered anything and they were occupying space for a long period of time. Now, if you've ever been to a single Starbucks anywhere in America, you know that there will be people inside that bitch who are there simply for the free Wi-Fi and the free water. I've been that person oh many of times. And the fact that the police were called on these two particular black men for doing what a lot of their white customers do on the day-to-day is just so disrespectful and clear racial profiling. They saw two black men sitting there not eating or drinking and thought, of course, they're up to no good and we need to get them out of here. Now, Starbucks, of course, has apologized, but I'm disappointed in the apology that they issued because nowhere in the apology they mentioned that there was racial profiling or racial bias. And so I think they dropped the ball when it came to that apology. And I'm glad a person like Kevin Hart was able to catch one of the situation because he is from Philadelphia and actually call out Starbucks for their apology as well. Same thing for the activist D-Ray. And so I'm glad that there was some big public figures that were able to shine a light on the BS apology that Starbucks gave. Fast forward to today, Starbucks will be shutting down many stores um, so employees can do racial bias training. Now, this is a very good look. This is very good thing to do. I mean, how do these situations not happen? We educate and form and we, we try to learn how to, you know, make better decisions and not have this racial bias embedded in our heads, right? And so I'm glad Starbucks is doing that. But 
it's just the fact that they have to do that. And it's 2018. Now, there's many trainings and, you know, ally trainings that go on across the globe to provide safe spaces or, you know, prevent situations like this from happening. But the company like Starbucks, mm, I don't know. I just, I'm just very disappointed right now. I'm not going to say cancel Starbucks because they are trying to fix the situation, but it's a slight side eye for that, uh, that initial apology. Um, and I, I feel like they realize that their apology wasn't enough and that's why they are doing these trainings, but we'll see what happens after the training, right? That's, that's where we will keep a close eye on Starbucks. Will this happen again? So there's that, but let's move on to my favorite segment and section of the show. And that's where I talk my shit. I get shit off my chest or I just express my opinions that are very unpopular. Now, I would say that I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion. I haven't seen or heard people say anything um, like I'm saying, but Kanye, Kanye West is back. He is back on Twitter on social media and he has just been for the past few days just you know uh <laughs> he's been tweeting a little paragraphs of advice or his thoughts his opinions on things and of course we have people who quickly scramble to his tweets and to his messages and treat it like it's gospel and this is where my talking shit comes into play because a lot of what Kanye is saying in his tweets are just, they're just gibberish or BS. Now, I'm not going to say everything that he said is, but <laughs> I did take the time to read <laughs> some of these tweets and um, maybe it's just the wording. I get the gist of what he says, but man, this just seems ridiculous. And we really need to stop holding our favorite artists to such these high pedestals for whatever that they say. Because as much as I'm a Drake fan, if Drake was to hop on Twitter one day and say some crazy shit, I'm not just going to rock with it because Drake is Drake and I love him. No, that's, that's ignorant on my part. I'm smarter than that. And so to watch a lot of people just fall in line to whatever Kanye is saying is sad. It shows how impressionable they are, how weak-minded or naive they may be, and just how all around a slave to to these public figures. Like, again, what they're saying is not the end-all be-all gospel to our lives sure maybe there's some gems that were mentioned in Kanye's tweets but um just take the time to reread them see maybe read deeper see where he's coming from and get your own opinion on things you know and that goes for any other artist that's tweeting Instagram snapchatting whatever what have you stop holding any and everything that you see on the internet from your favorite artist as gospel. It's dumb on your part because when your favorite artist slips up and you don't realize and you just retweet what they say, it's going to fall on you <laughs> because your followers are going to be looking at you crazy because you co-signed it. And so that's just me talking a bit of my shit because <laughs> I saw a little bit of that happening on my timeline today. And so, yeah. 
just had to get that off my chest. But um, before I go, I do have to mention that a very special show is happening April 19th. And if you're listening to this, the day that this podcast drops, that is today. Very special show called 78666 on the beach happening in New Braunfels, Texas, starting at 7 p.m. at the Texas Ski Ranch. And we have tons of great performers, um, you know, showcasing their talent right before a crazy and entertaining wake show happening because there's open water, boats, again, wakeboards. And so... It's it's going to be a great event. There's going to be drinks. There's going to be food. Tickets are only $5 online. It's it's crazy that the tickets are so cheap. But we have artists such as JC performing, GLV, D-Lo, uh, Junty and Friends, Lona, Shaman, AJ Bray, Soul, J-Mac the Dragon, John B, and Vonnie. Sounds by DJ Watchman. It's hosted by AJ Bot and also Synergy. And I'll be there as the official media affiliate. I'll be doing interviews. I'll be doing drops for the future podcast shows to to come along. And overall, it's just going to be a great time. Definitely join us if you have the time or if you haven't listened to this too late. But if you want to know more about the artists that are performing at the show, if you can't make the show, check out TeaWithTammy.com because this week, um, starting... Um, April 16th, whatever Monday was. Yeah, April 16th. All the content for that week is related to the show and the artists. And so if you can't make it to the show, check out the website, visit the music, follow the artists on Twitter, um, Instagram, SoundCloud, wherever, where have you. And definitely enjoy because there's great talent out there and I can't wait to dip and dive in all the talent at the show and get some podcast drops so you can hear their voices in future episodes so that's all so exciting purchase your tickets online I'll drop the link everywhere you'll find it you'll see it don't worry but um hey if you want to meet me find me there And again, it's at Texas Ski Ranch in New Braunfels, Texas, happening at 6, I'm sorry, at 7 p.m. And the show is again called 78666 on the beach. All right. But that's all I really have to mention, all I have to plug, all I have to say. Again, follow Tea with Tammy everywhere on every social networking site. Make sure that you do follow the TeaWithTammy.com website. I do work very hard on the website every day to provide that content. And just a friendly reminder, Tea with Tammy is ran by one person, and that person is Tammy. (laughs) So if you're inquiring, um, please be patient. And if you're supporting... I greatly appreciate you. But again, that's all I have to say. Add if you have any show topic suggestions for next week, you can always email me at sip at tbatami.net or DM me on any social networking site. But until next time and until next episode and until next week, sip some damn tea.